Welcome to The Run. I'm one of your hosts, Clayton Tillery, along with... Zach Tyler. And live from Birmingham, Alabama... Coach Griffith on the iPhone tonight. Thanks to that Apple shaped company for helping us out tonight. Uh, dust in the wind. I feel like I'm still dust in the wind after Friday night. I just coughed up some dust in the wind a few minutes ago. <laughs> it was, it was dusty. Uh, jumping in, we're going to talk a little bit about Wingfoot tonight, but uh, start off with a little bit of alumni news here. John Green's have his debut race this fall. I follow him on Strava. That dude's been logging some runs. Uh, he uh, moved out to UT Martin, and he's going to run unattached. He's red shirt in this fall to get used to his new surroundings and get settled into school. Smart decision, John, so best of luck with that. Uh, Liz Galarza was supposed to run at the Battle of Beantown this last week, and I go in and I look for results, and it's a DNS. So I gave her a call, and I said, Liz, what happened? I saw that you didn't start the meet. You know, I know she's been – pretty high up on Georgia Tech's team so far this year and she said she started feeling rough on Thursday decided to stay home try to get feeling better as quick as possible to be able to get back training solid decision young lady uh way to work to get healthy uh we got to see Haley Tillery in action Friday night uh running for UNG I think they finished third as a team she ran 1945 at Wingfoot and this week uh Zach and I are actually going to travel to Charlotte on Friday to uh the Queen's Invitational uh, up at Charlotte and uh, going to be a little different course. They actually don't run the hill, so that's going to be interesting honestly, to see. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit more boring of a, of a course. And it's flat, and, and you know that course. We know that course very well. Um, it's very long, a very long, flat course. And mentally, you're, it's, it, you're either tough or you're not. There's a lot of straightaway there, so... So good luck to our alumni. Scotty, you got anything about the GCSU? Well, so late breaking news, Clayton. The uh, Georgia College Fighting Kitty Cat Bobcats are also going to be there. So I'm going to be cannonballing up to Sweet. Charlotte as well on Friday. Oh, baby. Awesome. Great. Excellent. So that would be great to be able to see uh, several of our alumni run this weekend. So that would be Madison Bowers and also Caitlin Griffith, your daughter? Yep. Awesome. So that would be great to see those three uh, race it'll be fun because it'll all be in the same race. So, uh, so we're gonna jump right in, right into the review of Wingfoot here. Uh, Zach, what's your thoughts on uh, Friday night's action? Um, you know, it's interesting because I mean, I I think y'all have been at this race every year. It's been around. Uh, I know I have because it was when it was my first year at Point when it started, and uh, there was supposed to be a college race their first year, but it ended actually they ended up actually canceling it. So we actually ended up just running the community race with a few other colleges that uh, were there as well. But uh, it never disappoints when it comes to how fast the course is because it looks technical. It is, I think, technical. And there's rollers. So it's like you usually think, well, this is probably going to be a pretty fair course. turns out to be it's pretty light and fast every year. Yeah, um, dust. That's about all I can say. Yes. About the time that the sun went down and the lights came on, it looked like there was a fog hanging around. It was just straight powdered red clay dust. So, uh, uh, although I thought it was a great experience for our runners, uh, big fields, super fast fields, um, probably the closest we're going to come to an all-class sort of throwdown this year uh, with all the major teams there. 
and uh, I thought I thought the kids said they enjoyed it. So uh, to me, it was very carnival-like. Lots of music. Uh, they're having their little throwdown over at the stage after the race. Um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely an experience running under the lights. Um, I tell you, from a coaching standpoint, it's really hard to determine who was who, um, and just the way that course is laid out, coaching it, it makes it a bit difficult. But uh, it's pretty pretty appreciative of the other coaches and the job they did covering the things they did. Scott, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah, Clayton. So uh, you know, same comments that you guys had one thing that i think it's fair to let our parents know since they may not be as plugged into the sport uh, um as you know we are haven't been around it for a really long time is that uh, this definitely is the most competitive race in the state of georgia it is probably among the top five most competitive races in the southeast um on saturday they had two more complete varsity races and complete sets of jv races so to even get into the Friday night races, you had to be a really good team. So for Wes to be invited both on the guys and the girls' side to be in the championship Friday night races, uh, to run against 25 of the best schools, not only in Georgia, but there were a couple of top 10 schools there from Alabama. Auburn was there. They're always really tough. Um, we had Brentwood from Tennessee, who's always really tough. We had a team from North Carolina there. It's a pretty big deal um, for us to even be able to, you know, be in that field. So um, congratulations on our team. Again, because I'm the number cruncher guy, um, I took our average places from all of the, the varsity races and the JV races and stacked them up against the other 25 schools that were invited. And if you take our average places, uh, we finished fifth overall behind Harrison, St. Pius, South Forsyth, and Marist, which are all traditionally really, really good teams uh, in the state of Georgia and cross country. So we can all feel pretty proud about how we represented against some really strong competition. Well, I will say I still don't like losing to South or Lambert. Right? They probably feel the same way when they beat us or if they lose to us. So uh, I'd be happier if we beat them. That's just me. Um so just kind of race by race, just sort of the overview here, and then you guys feel free to jump in where you like. On the girls' varsity, we were 13th. Um, that was the last race of the night. That race started around 9.25. Uh, impressive race there by Ashley Hannigan. Uh, I believe she moved way up on our top 10 list there, Coach. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, number seven all-time on the list now. Very good. Uh so, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a good race. Uh, the girls' JV garnered the highest finish of the night. They were fourth, led by Brooke Simon, who ran an amazing race. And I'm going to talk a little bit later. Go ahead and uh, I'll spoil <clears throat> excuse me, I'll spoil it here. Brooke Simon's my ICU of the week. So we're going to talk some more about that in a little bit. But uh, the, the JV races tended to be some of the largest races of the night. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool because, like, I mean, we, we had the opportunity for some of our kids – um, like you said, it was a little bit of a, a carnival kind of deal. So there's this huge stage, you're playing music, DJs, people out there keeping everybody motivated and, and having fun. And uh, so they get to go up on that stage. And another person that was up there was Evan, but we'll get to that too. Um, but uh, it was just really cool to see them on that big stage in front of everybody, huge crowd, 
our kids obviously being, uh, again, notorious for being the best in the state, maybe the universe when it comes to cheering your own team on. Yeah, and I will tell you the timing system that Atlanta Track Club used this weekend, A+++++. Uh, if you're listening, Atlanta Track Club, we really appreciate that. So the uh, the one thing's a little different for this race is they broke all of the ninth graders out and they ran an actual ninth grade race. And uh, talking to some of the folks over at Atlanta Track Club, Rich Kanaw really wanted this to happen. I guess it's really large in the Northeast where he came from. And uh, it was definitely interesting format. Uh, on the girls' side, we were 12th there. Andrea Lamb led the charge. It was a great, good race by her, good solid race. Pretty proud of that. On the guy side, we finished eight in a really big race by Aiden Pertelli. I know, Scott, you were pretty excited about that. What, what was your thoughts about Aiden's race there? Yeah, so Aiden's the kind of guy who you just love to coach uh, because, you know, he's, he's new to the sport, and that's a really an advantage for him right now because he's not overthinking things too much. I talked to him before the race about – you know, the possibility of him finishing in the top 10 and being able to get up on that big stage and the podium. But yes, kind of what his first split should be. Should he go out in six flat, which is what he's been doing the last few races. And I'm like, dude, don't worry about your split. Just go race other, other boys. Try to finish up front. So he blasted out the first mile in 527, which, you know. That's brave. That, that's a lot, it's a lot faster than he's been going. But here's the deal. You know, having teammates to run with in races can be a huge advantage because you've got that comfort zone of knowing these are the guys that you train around. You've got the confidence that you can run with them. It helps you try to figure out maybe where you should be in a race. But I actually think Aiden would have run slower on the day had he had his teammates around because he might have gone out slower because he was being tentative and not sure whether or not he should have been in front of some guys on the team who've been beating him in other races. So, you know, this is just a little bit of advice to the guys on the team. You know, use your teammates as an advantage when that makes sense, but don't let it hold you back. If you're feeling great in a race, don't ever hold yourself back because you're um, not sure if you should be running in front of another guy on your team because that other guy on your team could be having a terrible day. Like, it, it happens. So, yeah, he went out there and stuck his nose in the race and ended up on, uh, on the big stage and getting a medal, and that's, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it shows the depth of the young talent we have. And, and I totally agree with you about the naivety of things, sometimes just not knowing and just going out there and doing what the plan is works out really, really well. So, um, JB Boy 7th behind the strength of Evan Castellano. A big race there for him right up front. Made the move that he thought could get him um, another possible win and um, – didn't come to full fruition, but, man, he ran a great race. We're pretty proud of that. Um, yeah, I sent I sent Evan a note this week, too. And, and Evan's worked so hard all summer, and he's a senior. And, you know, there is internal competition on a team for the people who are trying to make that top seven list to ultimately have the best shot to be able to, you know, run in the state meet. That That's the goal. You know, if you want to be a good varsity high school cross-country runner, that's what you want to do. And I said, look, dude, I know you didn't want to run JV, but you were in a race with 547 other kids and you Ooh. beat all but four. And that's, I mean, anytime you can do that, would you trade place with the other 500, you know, 40 something kids that 
that you know he did beat. So anyway, that that's a pretty big performance for him. I'll tell you too, that big of a field getting out is an absolute must because you are where you are. And I know you put out a reminder a little bit earlier to everybody and with the coaches' notes, and uh, I mean it just kind of cemented. If people really want to have a good look at it, go to the Atlanta Track Club website, look at those results, and they give you a plus and minus every mile, and it just didn't change a lot. Like, four seemed to be the magic number on that. Like, you either moved up four, you lost four, but not a whole lot of people moved more than four spots that entire race. So, um, And then our boys were seventh. Uh, we knew uh, – we felt like if it was a top ten, we'd be decently happy on the day. Um that was a big race. Uh, obviously, Reese Cato leading the charge for us there, but Reese runs a PR is like 1611-ish and gets like 32nd, 36th place. Just shows how deep that field was. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up Wingfoot and just lots of dust. Lots of dust. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what about Wingfoot. Like, result-wise as a team, may not be where we want it to be, but they've been pushing and working so hard all year. And from what I've, what I've seen and from what all the, all, all the kids are saying, uh, are saying they just they just had a great time. It was just like a very, like, just get after it. Every You know, individually, there's a lot of great performances. And I think one of the most important things for us as a program, they had fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So kudos to Atlanta Track Club. Enrique, we know you put a lot of effort in that. There's a lot of other people involved in it, but I know you spearhead it. And uh, kids really enjoy the meet, so thanks for doing that. Uh, definitely taking the chance on having a night race. I mean, who knows if we'll do that again? Who knows, you know, if they'll light it up again. Um, I don't know how cost prohibitive that was, but um, way to be at the forefront and give our kids in our state a, uh, a very good, a unique opportunity there. So... Um, ICU's Zach, who you got this week? Um, well, this girl, let me tell you, she's she's always been something else. She's always had a great attitude and has worked extremely hard. And we've always been proud of her. Never been able to say a bad thing about her. Uh, not that we do anybody else. <laughs> but uh, she went out there. Her name is Eliza Lucas. She went out there and, and absolutely kicked some butt. PR'd, huge PR, by the way. Um, first off, just to let you know, her average 5K this year has been 25.10, and last year's PR was 25.43. And then she went out there and ran a 24.41 five wing foot. So good on you. You're going out strong on your senior year. Proud of you. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you know, the funny thing, Zach, is if you hadn't picked Eliza, I was going to pick Eliza. And, you know, here's the deal. Biology is not always fair to young women when they run, and it's it's not a given that you're going to run PRs as a senior, as a young lady, high school cross country runner. It's almost a given as a guy that you're going to run PRs as a senior, assuming you do a reasonable amount of you know summer training and that sort of stuff. Um, and it's not like you, you can't run PRs as a senior, as a young lady, but. It doesn't happen, you know, just consistently and all the time. And for her to be, you know, sticking her nose in there, continuing to work hard over four years, and then to be able to get that payoff as a senior and be running faster than she's ever run before, not only that, but she 
she looks better as a runner. Her form has cleaned up significantly this year. I remember her going by in the wing foot race going, holy cow, Eliza really looks physically stronger than she's ever looked before. So, yeah, good on you, Eliza. Yeah, it's always awesome to see someone just keep working hard. And, and you're a thousand percent right. I've coached for over 20 years now. And the coach comes up to me and tells, oh, yeah, I had a girl PR the other day. Oh, yeah, cool. You know, you know what grade she in? You know, she's a freshman. And, like, it's way more impressive as a senior yes. on, on the girls' side. It's just tougher. And, and you are 100% correct, uh, Scott. It's not the fairest equation for the females. Um, but uh, the fact that they continue to work hard and put those in and make appropriate gains um, is always impressive. So, I mean, that's our goal as coaches to help everybody just get a little better every week and each year. So uh, I'm going to throw my ICU out to Brooke Simon this week. Um, Brooke's done a really good job. Obviously, she's made some big gains this year. Um, ran a really, what I thought was a really good varsity race over at Warpath. Uh, I talked to her, and I'm like, you know, the best thing you did today was you didn't try to be something you weren't. Yeah. You went out. You ran appropriate. I know you were in the big race. I know it's a fast race. You ran extremely well but you just simply stuck to your game plan, and that's awesome. But the other night, that race goes out, and she's in second by about 30, 40 meters. She comes by me about halfway, and I was like, look, your cadence looks a lot better than the girls in front of you. Um, I just feel like if you put the effort in right here, you can get back to her. And uh, I didn't get to see the latter part of the race over by the team camp, but Coach Heindel told me, she actually caught the girl and passed her. And just the fact that she starts to mentally put that together and physically will her or mentally will her body to do things physically um, just is super impressive to me. Um, so, Brooke, great job. I'm really excited about the maturity you're showing in your running. Um, the other person I kind of picked out, Coach, you've already talked about it, uh, Scott, uh, is Aiden Pertelli. And just basically just going out there and sticking his nose in the race like – Really, really enjoy when we give you a little tidbit about what to do in a race, and you're like, all right, it may be a chance, but I'm going to take it. So, uh, Aiden, good on you. Scott, what you got? I've got two this week, uh, Clayton. So we've been we've been talking a lot about our, our JB girls today, and I'm going to continue with that theme. Fourth place in that field is really remarkable for those girls. We're, you know, we were down a few of uh, our top girls, you know, obviously Zoe's been out of action for several weeks, but she should have been in the mix to be one of our better JB girls this year. Um, Cammie Merkel was not available to race this weekend. She's got some stuff going on with lacrosse that, you know, is really important to her and is going to be her ticket to, um, you know, her next level of education. And then Rachel Sexton's been a little bit banged up. So even though we weren't really at full strength from where we thought we were going to be at the beginning of the season, the girls that got on the line got out there and did what they needed to do to be competitive. Um, they, they did what we asked them to do, which was to run really hard that first mile so they could be in a good position and not buried behind, you know, the, the dusty herd of 400 other runners out there. And, you know, so my shout out is, you know, all the JV girls, I thought out of all the people that we had running collectively as groups and races, they um, did the best job of executing the race plan and it paid off for them in results. So congrats to them. My second ICU is pretty much every single person on the team from earlier today at a workout that I actually wasn't at 
Um, but we did a big workout. This was sort of a, a workout we've been pointing towards. Athletes have been giving us feedback for as long as we've been coaching and also this year that they want to get better in the second mile in races. They want to get better in the third mile in races. They understand that to be able to place well and to run fast times, they've got to be able to pay it off in the second half of the race. And so the workout today was designed to do that. So we did uh, three times a mile on the track at whatever their current 5K PR pace is for this year. So they're already running as fast as they're running in a 5K race. And then we put them all in a big herd and, and asked them to run one more mile and said, go get it. You know, go run, you know, as fast as what you can do at the end of a workout. And almost to a, to a man or to a woman, they ran faster in that last mile than they did in the first mile in the race uh, Friday night at Wingfoot. And they ran significantly faster on their fourth hard mile than they did in the third mile of the race again at Wingfoot. So... It just goes to show that if you uh, get fired up for a workout, if you trust your coaches and the plan and believe you can do it, uh, your body is capable of more than sometimes what your mind thinks it is. And that workout that you guys did today should prove to all of you that you've got more in the tank and that as the rest of the year goes on, we've got some really big races coming up and we're going to run really, really fast. So. I see you to all of you guys today, and especially to Josh Bott, Aiden Murray, Alan Lamb, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Garrett, and Eliza, again, who ran faster for that last mile in the workout today than they did at our Mile Madness event at the end of the cross-country last season when we just went to the track completely fresh and ran, ran one mile all out. So a huge improvement for those folks, and, uh, you know, I, I see all of you. Hey, I got to tell you, uh, as far as ICU, what kind of weird crystal ball you have because you described that workout to a T. Um, that's exactly what happened, and it was fun to watch them get after it. I mean, some of them were hurting pretty bad in that mile, but, you know, you learn to run fast when you're tired, and it's so much easier when you're in the race and getting it done.
pit crew we got there the other day. I mean, we rolled in at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. You guys had everything set up. Um, By the way, there's a lot of other teams there, and I got I got I have a group actually. The team I ran for, uh, both calls I ran for, and the college I coached for were there, and uh, several of our friends were there. Uh, from high schools, and they're all like, "Was your team crew? How long have they? How long have they been here? Your team was already set up when you got here." There's several. Because we're all state, baby. So, uh, hey, uh, athletes, just you get there, you see the parents are there, just make sure you thank them. They do a great job for us. And there's a number of parents that do a lot of stuff that you don't ever know or you don't ever see. But um, that tent crew thing is just, it's huge. It's huge. So, thank you so much. So, let's talk about our next meet. It's a little different. Um, next weekend, the second half of fall break, we're going to take a small group up to Great American Cross Country Festival in Cary, North Carolina, right outside of Raleigh. And, uh, Coach, you said the other night was a big, fast meet. We are about to get into the hornet's nest. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle one more time. And this, uh, there's a lot of, lot of uh, big dogs and cats going to be in this sucker. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been there probably three or four times. Uh, I've raced in the college race there. Several years back, uh, Zach's been there and raced there. So, Zach, give us your thoughts on this course and this race. Where you just go out and race, and all I know is I got to get the next jersey. So, uh, 
It's a good race. Very fast race. There's always really fast times run there. And uh, looking forward to it. Scott, what about the competition there? I mean, I know you're the stats guy. What What do you see happening there? Yeah, so, Clayton, you, you've already covered the reason why this race is so highly competitive. Because uh, in cross country in high school, uh, Nike sponsors a team race at the end of the year that serves to be a on-the-field national championship, and there's really nothing like it in all other high school sports. So in football, they have rankings nationally, but it's not determined on the field. It's based off of a bunch of people's opinions. Yeah, it's a bunch of people's opinions on, you know, how people might, might do if they competed together. So really good teams come to this because they need to know the course. They need to get after it here so that when it comes time to do that Nike Regionals, uh, race, they have a chance to qualify for the national championship. Who will likely be here, because they've been here for like the last five years in a row, is Loudon Valley, whose boys and girls are, well, the boys have won the national championship the last two years in a row. Um, the girls are currently ranked number one in the southeast. So if nothing else, the very best boys cross-country team in America will be there and if they're going to be there, we can assume there's going to be a slew of other really good teams. So, yeah. Yeah, every, uh, everybody will be vying to run as well as they can there if you have aspirations of making it to Nike Cross Nationals. Um, just because of the ranking system and uh, how that all falls out. And there are a few at-large bids. And a lot of that depends heavily on how you, you race the day of NXR, um, Nike Cross Region. But a lot of it has to do with, did you go to these big meets, and how do you perform against the big teams? So um, it's going to be big. It's going to be fast. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, again, we're going to get we're going to get the opportunity to see another college race. Uh, they have a college race this morning on Saturday. That'll be a lot of fun. So uh, just looking forward to it. We'll put a lot of try to put some content out on our social media. Um, and again, we're, that's where we're headed for postseason this year. So if you're you're interested in that, you want to go run that course, uh, we're going to break a little news on you here, Scott um, and team. Uh, I actually sit on a committee this year for Meet of Champions, and uh, we decided this year that um, we are going to do some early invites. Now, both our boys and girls teams have received an early invite to the Georgia Meet of Champions. So uh, good on you guys. That shows that a lot of people – believe in what you're doing and that uh, you are a good team. So uh, we'll talk more about that later down the road. But um, I was pretty happy that those guys, uh, other people sitting on the committee with me, felt like that uh, that we were in that league. Good on you guys and girls. Absolutely. So, hey, going to cover a quick nutrition tip here for you. And with, with fall break um, coming, I want to talk about moderation. Moderation is a big word that means you're going to have access to that pantry all day long this next week and the Oreos and the Doritos. You just can't. Uh, Coach Griffith, how, how do you put it? It's not a feeding trough. It's not a feeding trough. <laughs> Coach, Coach gets real worked up if we go to like a, an all-you-can-eat place the night before. It's like, don't go in there and eat all this food. Uh, think about what you're putting in your body next week. I know it's a... It'll be a different week, especially if you are um, out of town. 
But, um, you know, the, the even bigger thing I'm going to talk about here as far as nutrition te- uh, tip for the week is uh, the nutrition you give your body in the way of physical activity. You absolutely, unequivocally have to run next week. It is not a break from our season, unfortunately. So um, even if it's just I got up and I went and got a little run in every day, we talk about it all the time, the consistency of running um, will be really, really good for you. Coach Griffin, got anything you want to add there? Well, just to get sciencey real quick, um, even though I'm not a sciencey guy, uh, there are these things called mitochondria, which down at the cellular level allow you to take oxygen and turn it into energy for your muscles. If you do not run for nine days, your mitochondria density will go down, and you will basically take the last three months of training and flush it down the toilet. It's, it's really just as simple as that because you guys are all biology projects. So please don't flush away all that hard work. Uh, over nine days of not running you need to get out there yeah again even if it's just a short run every day it's at least something activating muscles working on the o2 system and uh yeah you got to do a little something every day zach i think you got something you want to speak to on that yeah that's the expectation you should have of each other as teammates um we talk about it all the time you know we're not the ones there running the workouts and and putting what i like to call sweat equity into each other's lives so um you know if you get up and you're not real motivated shoot one of your coaches a text we'll talk to you about it i mean uh the last thing we want you to do is to go backwards so speaking of that we will have some practices next week um We're not going to be jumping out of bed first thing in the morning, but uh, we'll get things done. Uh, Even I would like some sleep next week. So, uh, But late in the week, uh, we've got a coach in town. I know the three of us are going to be headed to Raleigh for this uh, meet. Um, We'll have something set up for late in the week. So, uh, guys, you got any final thoughts on anything for today? Well, just just to uh, pile on the conversation about running next week here's the other thing we intentionally designed next week to be a slightly down week in mileage Um, that's sort of how training programs work you typically run at a certain volume for a few weeks and then you have a schedule of down weeks so that you can't your body can recover a little bit but that's why it's even more important to run the plan because if you only if you run the plan three days out of six and it's a down week to begin with, then you're then you're really, really, really down. So try to run the plan. Absolutely. Zach, anything you got going into this? Uh, I'm just excited. I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of the general consensus of the team anyway. Uh, I mean, we've had a lot of school. 
We've had a lot of, of training and being able to have that little break, not just you that needs it, we need it as well. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes after this and, and to, to next weekend to see Great American and then getting after it for one uh, really kind of like just one last, last season, season meet. regular meet and, to go here. Uh, so you seniors, if you haven't stepped up yet, I think it's about time. So it's, let's get after it. Tell them to circle the wagons. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hey, real quick, too. Um, Zach dropped earlier today. We were a little tardy on our Warpath review. But uh, I think we set a record. Zach and I did a quick 16-minute podcast yeah. uh, about Warpath. We didn't want to let it go because that was a uh, an amazing day. Uh, and our athletes just ran out of their mind. We wanted to highlight a few things think, there. So I think we named it On the Warpath. On the Warpath. So uh, you got a chance to, to double down there and catch up on those. I mean, I mean, you're going on vacation. You're probably going to be in a car. you got to have something to listen to, right? Right. I mean, what better to do than listen to the silky, smooth sounds of Scott Griffith <laughs> via his Apple iPhone. So, hey. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. We've got some, uh, some short podcasts coming out next week. Uh, we're trying to do some things to fill the weeks that we don't have. Uh, a race going on um we're gonna drop one next week uh early in the week that we recorded with my brother alan um we're gonna go to his uh, his house for a pasta dinner next friday night that's one of the things zach hinted at earlier and uh just thought my brother's big on walking the at thought we'd talk with him about that and see you know what his thoughts are on training and you know give you guys some ideas some I listened to a podcast last week with Mark Allen. He talked about he had to make his training and his races about an adventure. And uh, I think Allen's found a really good adventure that might be the next thing you want to do. So, uh, and real soon, uh, uh, Scott doesn't know it, and Zach and I talked about it tonight, but I'm going to sit down with these guys. I'm just going to interview them and, and let you guys get to know about your coaches a little more. Um, there's some... These guys have definitely done some really good things. I mean, Scott Griffith, you're a GHSA state champion in cross country. Hey. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Lakeside represent, right? Lakeside represent. Lakeside represent. I don't know how many of you know that. And uh, I just think it'd be good to sit down and, and you guys get your story out there and our parents and our athletes get to know our coaches a little better. So you can look for some of that content coming in the next uh, few weeks. And uh, we might even continue throwing a few of those out once the season's over. So, hey, our Instagram, WFHSXC. Our Twitter, WFHSCC. Our Remind is at WFHSXC1. Parents, yours has a P on the end of it. And then uh, our podcast email is WFHSPodcast at gmail.com. Send us any suggestions you have. If you got any ideas for a good show, or hey, if you've got a good story and we need to sit down with you, uh, I've, I've been trying to get Cindy Bell on here. She does some pretty epic, crazy races, so uh, maybe we'll finally wrangle her into that. So, hey, have a good week. Make sure you get your training done next week, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>